Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues went into Toronto and took on the extremely successful Toronto Maple Leafs and came away with a shootout victory despite recent injuries to Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly. They are only three points out of a playoff spot and look to continue their success tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Can the Blues push for a playoff spot despite the injuries? I'm talking about all of that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show. Welcome. Thanks for showing up. It is free and available on all podcast platforms, plus on YouTube as well. Not a cent charged. Completely free. Go check it out. Good stuff. Uh, if you return to the show, thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Locked On Blues your first listen, part of your daily routine, all that fun stuff. But uh, got a busy episode today. So the Blues played a game the other night against Toronto in Toronto against Ilya Samsonov, who I'm, I think only had like one loss in a season at home heading into that game. Uh, the odds were stacked against the Blues. They came away with a victory. So I'm going to be talking about that game. Plus, they have another game tonight against the New Jersey Devils in just about an hour or so. So I'm going to be previewing that game in the second half of today's episode. But before I get into any of that, I wanted to let you all know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So check out Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so a few days ago, January 3rd, that would make that Tuesday night. The Blues went to Toronto to take on a red-hot Maple Leafs team, uh, second in the Atlantic, a very tough division. They've had a lot of success this year, plus they had one of the best goalies um, of the season uh, in that for them in Ilya Samsonov, who was who had only had three losses on the year heading into the night, um, and only, I think, one or two of those coming at home. So the odds were stacked against the Blues for sure. Um, not to mention, you know, the recent injuries to Tarasenko and O'Reilly made it so the lines were all jumbled up. Um, obviously Robert Thomas getting that first line opportunity is great. Um, Jordan Cairo, you know, getting more ice time. Great. But then you had like a fourth line full of some rather inexperienced players, which was a little concerning. You had Nico Mikola playing a lot of ice time. Um, just, just a difficult situation for the Blues to come in and get a win. Uh, and it was an absolute barn burner of a game. So I'm going to be taking this about one period at a time, going through, talking about what I liked, what I didn't like, and uh, you know how the Blues eventually came out with a victory. So period started out uh, pretty strong. Um, well, not pretty strong as the Blues did fall shorthanded early, but capitalized on that as Brandon Saad got, I believe, his second shorthanded goal of the season. Um from Pareko and Achari to put the Blues up one nothing under five minutes into the game, which was a huge, huge momentum point for the Blues, um, being able to capitalize on a power play opportunity for the other team and turn it into a goal. Uh, I've talked a lot about how Brandon Saad has completely 
revitalized the Blues uh, penalty kill. And that is no different. You know, he was out for a few games. And during those games, the Blues struggled tremendously on the penalty kill. And he comes back. And not only did the Blues have more success defending on the penalty kill, they've actually gotten themselves a couple shorthanded goals now as a result of that. And Brandon Saad, you know, gets a goal the Blues arguably don't deserve, give the Blues a one nothing lead that, you know, you wouldn't typically think they would have going down a man early in a building like Toronto. Um, great stuff there. And then just um, eight minutes later, they flipped the script and scored on the other end of the spectrum, getting a power play goal from Braden Shen, assisted by the youth of the team in Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. A uh, good goal for Shen. I don't think he's had quite the offensive output this season that he would wanted. Uh, only his eighth goal of the year. Um, I believe Craig Ruby himself said, like, Braden Shen's a guy that's got to step up. He hasn't quite had the season that we'd want him to have. Um, he needs to carry a little bit more load offensively. And he he immediately backed that up by giving the Blues a two-goal cushion against Toronto. But it wasn't it wasn't all that uh, all that pretty as Toronto continued to put on a ton of pressure, uh, cutting the lead in half near the tail end of the period. Pierre Engvall got a goal for them. Uh, it was two one heading into the second. The Blues did a good job of maintaining momentum and and you know weathering the early storm from Toronto, not allowing them to capitalize on early power plays, which was very good, um, and just gave themselves an opportunity to win early in the game, which is really all you can ask for. And then the second period went absolutely crazy. I'm going to try to remember it as much as I can, but the teams traded goals relentlessly. Um, so it was two to one heading into the period. Jordan Cairo got himself a power play goal, his 18th of the season, pretty early in the period to give the Blues a two goal lead. But William Nylander scored a minute and a half later to immediately cut the lead to one for the Toronto Maple Leafs again. And it was just nonstop for the rest of that period. Um, a lot of pressure both ways. The Blues ended up having the, the shot margin outshooting them, the Maple Leafs 13 to nine. But in terms of goals, they were even both ways. William Nylander scored just a minute later, like I said, to cut the lead to one. Couple, there was a little bit of a break before Josh Levo, the former Maple Leaf, got his fourth of the year. Jake Neighbors gets an assist on that goal, which was great to see. Um, and at that point, the Blues lead was back up to two. I believe at this point it is four to two, if I'm doing my math right. And then 17 seconds later, Michael Bunting gets his 12th of the year um, to cut the lead back to one. And then one minute later, Brandon Saad gets his second of the game to cut the lead back to two. Um, and it was just, it continued. Um, high high momentum, high pressure. Austin Matthews scored at the end tail end of the period, just three minutes after the Brandon Saad goal, his 19th of the year to cut the lead back to one. And heading into that third period, it honestly felt like the Blues were, were in a situation where they could very easily lose that game. It's just Toronto had really figured out how to put on offensive pressure and the Blues were on their heels. Um, and sure enough, in that third period, Michael Bunting uh, struck again for his second of the evening on the power play pretty early on in the period too. So the Blues had about 13 minutes after that to try to get out of regulation without giving up a goal. And they did exactly that. 5-5 um, five, five at that point, it really felt like it was anyone's game, you know, even though there were so many goals in that third period, once the Maple Leafs tied it up, it felt like next goal wins. It felt like both teams sort of had the sense of, oh crap, you know, <laughs> we, we giving up five goals or three goals in a period isn't a recipe for success. You got to tighten it up a little bit. And both teams did a good job of that, apart from the power play goal for the Blues or for the Maple Leafs, sorry. Uh, um, it was back and forth. Overtime, not a whole lot going on. And then in the shootout, the Blues played really, really well. 
um, as well as you can in a shootout. They went three for four. Jordan Cairo didn't score on his first attempt, but then Thomas, Bucinevich, and Shen all scored after that, which was enough for the Blue to get a victory. They got the extra point which was great. In this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be continuing talking about the Maple Leafs game, just what it means to get a win like that, and then transitioning into a preview for tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, hockey, obviously they've got it all at betonline.net. Plus, if you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find those at betonline.net as well. They've got news, podcasts, videos, all your sporting needs. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts, and I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so what does a win against the Toronto Maple Leafs immediately after losing two of your most important players mean for the long-term success of the St. Louis Blues? Well, I've been talking a lot this season on this podcast about reference points. And in with that, I basically mean the ability for the Blues, you know, as a group to look back at certain points throughout the season and say, you know what, we got through this, we can get through <laughs> this next bit of adversity as well. And Assuming the Blues are able to, you know, remain in the playoff hunt for the majority of the season and have some big games down the stretch where, you know, they they maybe have injuries or are playing a really good opponent on the road or whatever it may be, they can look back and say, you know what, we went into Toronto immediately after losing two of our most valuable offensive pieces it was an absolute barn burner, gave up a bunch of goals, but still managed a way to have a win. And as much as this season has been up and down, it has been a season full of reference points for the Blues, a season full of losing streaks and crazy wins and, and ugly losses that the Blues can look back on and say, you know what, that that's where we were as a team beginning of 2023 or or the you know the middle of November or whatever it may be. They can look back and, and use that to build as a group and I think that was one of the biggest storylines in 2019 that the Blues had a lot of adversity that they faced in the regular season that led to them, you know, not being scared of anything come playoff time. And it works wonders. Now, is this team as good on paper as that team? Not quite. Um, and there are obviously some some more more th- threats in the West than there were that year. You know, Colorado's obviously a very, very scary team. And you got, you know, Tampa and Boston out east. Boston has lost like four games all year. It, it, it's it's a different landscape um, this season for sure. And the Blues obviously don't have quite as much of a chance to, you know, make a run um, just based on the current landscape. But, you know, at this time in that year, the Blues were in a similar spot. So it it's definitely something that could potentially add that extra cohesion that the team was missing. You know, I was, I've been saying throughout the whole season, it just felt like the blues were kind of missing that spark, missing that little bit of extra motivation to, you know, play hungry and, and treat every night. Like it's game seven of the Stanley cup final. I felt like they didn't really have that, that, that extra motivator. And maybe now the fact that, you know, Tarasenko and O'Reilly go down and the trade deadline is looming. And these guys probably want to win with this team. They don't want to get shipped off. They don't want to get traded. They want to prove that they can win here. Um, maybe this, this is secretly what the team needed to, to kick it into that extra gear. Um, and, and 
you know, play better hockey more consistently and find themselves in a playoff spot. Like I said, they're only a couple points out of a playoff spot right now. You know, they could be, if if the next week and a half or so is successful for the Blues, we could be looking at a wild card team. Um, so anything can happen. Uh, the fact that obviously it wasn't a dominant win, it wasn't really a clean win. They gave up five goals and really looked like they were going to, you know, blow multiple multi-goal leads. They had a chance to put the game away at multiple multiple opportunities, and Toronto continued to hang around and continued to put the pressure on. And it's honestly a miracle that Toronto didn't win in regulation with the amount of pressure they, they were putting on. You could look at that as a negative for sure and be like, yeah, the Blues got lucky. Or you could look at that and say, you know, they went up against one of, if not the highest powered offense in the NHL and got in a shootout, got in an absolute barn burner match, you know, and, and thumped them early. I think they were out shooting them 13 to two early in that game, established their presence early. And then we're, they were able to keep up, you know, it, it depends on your glass half full glass, half empty. And I said a lot last episode that I thought this was going to be the, the shot that broke the camel's back for the blues. And it's been one game, you know, I'm not saying, the season is turned around and I'm still in the boat that I think they're going to struggle over these next few weeks. And it's going to prove that they're not all that, that much of a contending team. Um, but I would be happy to be proved wrong and have them sort of come together and, and have a chip on their shoulder and be like, look, everyone's counting us out. You know, people are talking about trade rumors, et cetera, et cetera. People are talking about tanking for the the draft lottery, you know, and, and it could put a fire under them and, and lead to them winning more games than they lose. So I hope I'm wrong in that sense, but we'll see. Now in this final half of the episode, talking about the Blues opportunity to continue their success tonight against the New Jersey Devils, another team that has had a ton of success second in their respective division, just like the Toronto Maple Leafs were. New Jersey Devils find themselves at 24-11-3 on the year. They have been very, very good. Um, surprisingly, not suit too good at home. Obviously, this game is in New Jersey. New Jersey is only 10-9-2 at home versus 14-2-1 on the road, which is very strange. Um, you don't see that a whole lot in the NHL. Um, obviously, the Blues are better on the road than at home, but not nearly by that margin. So maybe the fact that they're catching the Devils at home is a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, both teams coming in having won their last game, but you know nothing more than that. No real streaks on the line. Um, looking at the, the stats, the Blues offense puts them at 20th in the league at three goals per game. The Devils with a little bit more, but they're all the way up at eighth in the league. They get the fifth most shots on goal in the league at 35, where the Blues are down, all the way down at 24th in the league. So high volume offense from the Devils, absolutely. Power play, not too great. At, they're at 22nd in the NHL, around around 20%. So one in of every five power plays, you expect them to get a goal. Shooting percentage, also not that good. Face-off percentage, middle of the pack as well. So in terms of like the nitty-gritty stuff, you know, shooting percentage, face-off, it's, it's fairly even. Um, power play, the Blues do have the advantage. Um, you know, special teams, you got to hope that you can keep the Devils off the board there because that's not how they've won games. If you allow the Devils to get a bunch of power plays and power play goals, you're probably going to lose because they are very good at beating you other ways. And one of those biggest ways is their defense. They allow the second least goals per game and the second least shots per game. So offense is going to be hard to come by for the St. Louis Blues. They're not going to be able to put a ton of shots on net, which let's be honest, they haven't been able to all season, but still. Um, And then penalty kill, they are at seventh as well. 
So very good defensive team in the New Jersey Devils and good offensively when they need to be, you know, not so much on the special teams, but they get a lot of shots on goal and they don't allow a lot of shots. So the shot disparity is often, you know, very much in their favor. And that's going to be something the Blues are going to have to work through in this upcoming third and final segment. I'm going to be giving my pick for locked on player of the game and talking about the keys for the Blues to hopefully come out with a victory. Now, if you are looking for a delicious treat, you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. I've been talking about them forever, and they're delicious. We just got through the holidays, and I know that one of my New Year's resolutions is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me, and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, and I've got just the thing for you, you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you, which is perfect for your New Year's resolution. Now, what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Each Built Bar has only around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can even get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Plus, if you're close enough to a Sam's Club, they got the 13-bar box with a mix of flavors. Definitely check it out. You can thank me later. Be right back with the tail end of today's episode. All right, so who the heck is the most important player for the Blues tonight? With a disjointed roster, players playing up and down the lineup unexpectedly, um, you know, defensemen being weighed on more heavily, offense being weighed on more heavily. Look, and I think the offense isn't the problem. I think if the Blues are going to come out, they're going to they're gonna have a tough time generating shots. They're going to have a tough time generating offense. So because of that, it starts with the goaltender. And if Jordan Biddington is able to have a successful night tonight and set the tone for the Blues, then it won't matter how many shots on goal they get because New Jersey will get frustrated and have a tough time scoring. And the Blues will be able to hopefully capitalize on their opportunities. That's why my pick for locked on player of the game is Jordan Biddington. I expect a tight game. I expect both teams to be playing responsible defensive hockey, especially after how the Blues played their last game. I think they would definitely want to tighten things up defensively. So looking to see that tonight. Um, That being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Before I make a quick score prediction, let's think. Score prediction. I'm going to go Blues 4, Devils 2. I think there's going to be an empty net goal. I think the Blues are going to have a little bit, little bit of the extra edge. What about you, M? I'm putting you on the spot. Score prediction. Four three blues. Four three blues. She prices righted me. So if the Devils get that extra goal, then I guess Emily's right and I'm wrong. But both both ways mean a win. So fingers crossed, one of us is right in a, some some sense, some fashion. But like I said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can see my beautiful face and my cat attacking me if you saw that earlier. Um, A little distracting, but probably fun for you guys. Definitely check that out. You can uh, subscribe to Locked on Blues on or follow Locked on Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Blues. The YouTube channel at Locked on Blues. Like I said, getting close to 600 subscribers. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.